Welcome to the Ask for Football Army Football Show. The Army Football Show is an insider's guide for cadets, old grads, and college football fans to follow the Army team throughout their season as they seek to beat Navy and claim the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. Ask for Football is brought to you by our sponsor, BuyerBarn.com. BuyerBarn.com is the world's first online platform for online sales and auctions of farm animals. That's BuyerBarn.com. Don't forget to follow Ask for Football on all social media platforms or sign up for our mailing list at askforfootball.com forward slash subscribe. And welcome back to the Ask for Football Army Football Show. Thank you for joining us. Happy Thanksgiving. It's your hosts, Jordan in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, joined by Rob in Fayetteville, North Carolina, James from Brigade Review in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and Dano E. Cabeza in Coastal Connecticut. Dano came uh, out of jury duty today, so he's not having the best day. But uh, other than that, how's everybody doing? Uh, I'm okay. Um, my my buddy Terry and his kid got me off. Uh, I'll happily tell anybody that story offline. I'm not going to get in here. Uh, I won't tell that story here. Horrific trial that I'm so glad I don't have to be a part of. It uh, makes you kind of feel bad for people with criminal justice system what they have to see every day. And Absolutely. Anyway. James, how we doing? Good man. Uh ready for uh, ready for the Navy game. All right, all right. With the uh the vintage uh vintage inspired West Point sweatshirt on, I see. Yeah, that's like, been Lombardi special. Lombardi's beautiful. Yeah. Clean enemies. That's pretty cool. Rob, the angry colonel, how we doing? I am doing well. It is a little bit chilly, which is uh okay because it's Thanksgiving because we'll be like ninety degrees next week. So oh, cool. you know. Make, makes you really want to turn on your stove so you can actually, uh, you know, roast your turkey. But uh, other than that, all is well. All right. Well, uh, for those of you not listening to this live, we are recording Monday afternoon at about 5.30 Eastern. So we have not seen the Army, Army Navy uniforms yet. So if you're listening to this and they've already been released, um, just bear in mind that we don't know what they look like yet. So... Uh, that being said, we got a lot to unpack. We're not going to talk Navy this week. I mean, we're going to talk about how horrible their uniforms look for the Army Navy game because those did come out this morning. Um, we're going to talk about Coastal, maybe talk a little bit about the future, but we are going to have a dedicated show just for the Army Navy game and the, the Navy football preview. So, um, we're talking Coastal this week. Dan, want to take us into the, the first commercial and then we'll, we'll start back. Thanks. So, yeah, if you have heard this show before, you will know that Craig Oxane, vice president of residential lending for Draper and Kramer in Chicago, sponsors As for Football. Folks, he is a member of the West Point class of 1994, licensed to lend in all 50 states, but based out of Chicago. Craig is one of the largest VA lenders in the country. He lends to a ton of veterans. He's also going to give you super competitive rates. It's going to give you the best deal he possibly can. And the reason that that's important is because the mortgage process is super confusing. Interest rates moving all over the place. Like you've got two inches worth of paperwork to sign. It's just not the time to deal with some clown who just wants to make a buck off you. You would much, much rather deal with somebody who actually cares. A, not a call center, not some random big box bank, not get a mortgage from China.com but a, a dude that you can call on the phone and ask questions. And friends, this is how the West Point Network functions. Craig is helping us stay in business here at As For Football, and we're trying to help you get the best deal on a mortgage that we possibly can by introducing you to the very man that you need to meet if you're trying to buy or refinance a house. And, and this is the important part, right? Craig does not charge lending fees for veterans. That's a huge savings. It's like $1,300. 
get that money, like $1,300. That's that's a huge savings. And $1,300 is a big deal. Um, yes. But you, Craig, the feedback we get from people who listen to the show and then use Craig is that Craig is accessible. Like, he will sit on the phone with you and answer your questions. And if you have a question and you call him, he will answer the phone. You're not going to do a call center. Like, he just yeah. makes it easy. So in, in the age of, you know, you can't get anybody from your bank, credit card company, and airline on the phone without going through 46 different prompts and all that kind of stuff. Like, Craig's going to pick up the phone and have a conversation with you. If you're making a, a half million, three quarter million dollar purchase, uh, buying a home, you need someone who, who will get on the phone with you. So... Yeah. And, and it's scary because you don't want to lose your house. You don't want to lose your kids. You don't want to wind up in the poor house. You want to know what you're signing. And that's why it's good to go with somebody that you can trust. So Absolutely. Craig Oxane, vice president of residential lending, check him out. Links on our website. You just go there, click the link, fill out a quick questionnaire. Craig will be talking to you in a couple of hours and you'll be on your way. So thanks a lot. Wait. Well, surprise. Army went back under center this week, and they caught Coastal Carolina completely off guard. I loved all, like, the camera shot of Coastal's coach just looking dazed and confused. Like, he didn't know what was going on. Um, we ran for a season-high 365 yards on 62 carries. That's six yards per carry, three touchdowns. And that's from a team that only has allowed, like, 150 yards per game rushing. So, absolutely came out and ran all over people it was good to see people like tyson riley like get the ball as a fullback you know we, we've talked about how he's been playing tight end this year but it was good to see him get to play the fullback on senior day especially we held the ball for almost 40 minutes uh and we kept the defense off the field for all but 51 plays so i know that is an answer prayer for, for rob who has been begging and pleading uh get the defense off the field so that finally happened. We Good things happen when that happens. Um, we also got another blocked punt, touchdown, and another interception in the end zone. Awesome game all, all, awesome game all around, especially against a really good team on Coastal. Um, I was not expecting the, the game to go like this, but it did. I'm glad it did. Dan, why don't you take us through what, what the Black Knights are able to do on offense? Yeah, so we learned uh, from Black Knight Nation after the game that Coach Cody Worley actually called the plays from the sideline with Drew Thatcher up in the booth. And the plan was that they were just going to run under center until Coastal stopped it and then switch back over to the new offense and presumably throw a little bit more. And that never happened because they ran right the hell over those guys. So it never made sense to even consider switching. Notably, they, they ran the same basic zone blocking scheme that we've seen for a while now. No cup blocks at all. I, I didn't see one. I watched this game twice, once live and once on YouTube. Uh, we saw lots of pulls, a few trap plays. Overall, though, they probably only ran six or maybe eight total plays under center. Fullback dive, quarterback zone, lead option, quarterback counter, counter option, rocket sweep, you know, a couple of different passing plays, like literally two. And and that's that's pretty much it. So if you remember the bowl game against San Diego State back in 2017, this game was a lot like that in the sense that I think they only had nine plays in that day. So notably, a lot of this is the same kind of thing that we'd seen all year. Obviously, the mesh point was moved much closer to the line, but they, let it, they ran it out of the flex bone, obviously, which set up some different perimeter blocks. And I wouldn't be surprised to learn that the biggest difference moving from the shotgun back under center was figuring out how to switch those perimeter blocks from what they had. Um, 
Fullback, as you said, Tyson Riley led all, led all rushers with 12 carries for 112 yards, 9.3 yards per carry at the fullback position plus a touchdown. Like the dude was a beast out there. Bryson Daly carried 22 times for 94 yards and a touchdown. That's about a third less carries than he's been carrying, which is good. Keeps some tread off those tires. Uh, Jacoby Buchanan, 12 carries, 60 yards. I wonder if he got hurt because we didn't see him much in the back half of the game. Ishawn Marshall had seven carries for 64 yards and a touchdown. Like you said, awesome day all around. I super enjoyed it in the stands. So before we talk about the defense, there's a couple things I want to hit on real quick. James, I, I know that I have a question I'm going to ask you. I think you're probably about to say it. But first of all, after the game, Coach Logan talked about, um, oh, yeah, you know, like we, we, we didn't really practice this. Like, you know, it just kind of came out. Like it was like riding a bike. And the, I don't believe that for a damn second. There is no way that this team didn't practice this and they just happened to come out on senior day and figure it out. Like, they're, they've been cooking on this for weeks. So, I don't believe that for a second. Second of all, I'll put my tinfoil hat on real quick. I think it's very interesting that Cody Warriors oh, plays on the sidelines because we, we talked about either late last season or early this season. Cody Worley is an incredibly talented guy. He is a very bright future. We, he's someone we want to keep in our own. We also have Drew Thaxter, new offensive, offensive coordinator. Same thing, you know, great offensive line. And then we have Coach Drake. So Munkin is, is playing kind of hot potato with these three really bright offensive-minded people who, who could take another job somewhere else. So, it, you know, tinfoil hat, I wonder if this was kind of a, an opportunity for him to diffuse some, some tension. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think that's interesting because I know he's playing with that dynamic. But James, the question I wanted to ask you, as soon as we showed up under center, I started getting tweets. Oh, we're back at the triple option. Are we back in the trail? Oh, it's so good. Like, this was not the triple option. This was different. C correct or am, I, or am I crazy? Uh, I wouldn't say it's not the triple option. Um, it's, it's a variant. Um, is this the Brent Davis offense of the last ten years? No, no, I don't. I don't think so. And and, and two points I'll hit on. I was going to hit on him at the at the end, but it's probably probably just as good to hit on him here. But um, first is is yeah. What what kind of offense is this? Um, is it the Brent Davis offense? Find me a game <laughs> in, during during the Brent Davis era where they pitched the ball as many times as they did yesterday. They they did it as a rocket toss, not as a not you know not not as an option pitch, and their longest pitch was 18 yards, not their longest offensive play of the day, and their a backs outgained their quarterbacks. Like w when has that ever been a thing? That that never happened under the under the old flexbone. Like, give me a break. This is not the same thing. Also. You you are in the old offense. Your offensive linemen are twenty pounds lighter on average, right? Our 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 average offensive lineman, starting O lineman this year is three hundred and six pounds. That's never been the case before. The offensive line has never, in the flex bone, been asked to straight to block a D line straight up the way they did yesterday. That is a yes, yes. I know it's a zone blocking. They've done zone blocking before. They haven't done it for sixty-five plays in a game. They haven't done it uh, uh, against a good defensive line like Coastal Carolina to sustain success. They they haven't done it where they've gotten uh, uh, success on the perimeter consistently over four quarters. 
Can you remember a game where they had perimeter success for four quarters against the defense that is as good as Coastal's? And, and Dan, I like that you brought up um, uh, the San Diego State game um, in that in that bowl. You know, I, I remember being at that bowl game, and, and I, I remember thinking today, or I, mean, I remember thinking on Saturday, can I think of a rocket toss that is like a memorable play from Army football? Like in the last 10 years, can I remember? A, I can think oh, of a dozen. So sure. Oh, I can't like, I can think of, I can think of pitches that, that were really important. I can think of perimeter plays that were really important, but can you think of a true option pitch that like matter in a big spot? I can think of, uh, I, excuse me. I can think of true option pitches. I can't think of hard, like, like called from the snap pitch. I, I, the one that I could think of went for three yards for a two-point conversion against San Diego State. They they ran that rocket toss at least eight, maybe 12 times during the San Diego State game. And because of the way they were running the midline option, that rocket toss worked every single time. Okay. And Kill Walker maybe. had the game of his life in that game. And now, Kill well, Walker running that rocket toss was amazing. San Diego State defense that year was not the same. San Diego State that year was a top 25 team because they had Rashad Penny, who let it be overrated. Yard yeah. game, right? I, I don't agree with that. San Diego State had a good rushing defense that year. It was, well, I, I, well, yeah, yeah, but Brent, a good Brent, rushing West. I'll, I'm going to disagree with you there. They had a good right. they had a good rushing defense against teams that passed 45 times a game. Congratulations, whoop de doo You give up 120 yards on the ground a game when you're when you're you know op- uh, opposition is is running the ball 15 times like that doesn't mean anything to me the 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 the, the rocket toss on saturday was the most effective i've seen it against that quality of opponent bar none since i've been an army fan like it, it, it to me it wasn't even close the blocking was there the decision making from daily was there that was the thing i was most impressed about was how quickly daily picked up uh, how to make those reads from a different angle because it's not easy, right? We saw it going the other way. He picked that right back up. Now to your other point, Jordan, um, I, I don't – I think there was a little bit more of a strategic play this year. We've seen this from Navy for years now where they, they like, scrape – like we saw it this year. They scraped by Wagner. You know, they beat him by a score or two or whatever, but – like it wasn't an impressive win, and then the next week against Air Force, they opened up their playbook, and they did all kinds of stuff they weren't willing to show on, you know, show live against Wagner, and and it didn't you know work great. But we saw that this year. We saw that Army playbook open up quite a bit against Air Force, um, and now in the game right before Navy, remember Navy's got to go play SMU this week to try to get to a bowl, so they can't sleep on that. And now they're going to have only two weeks while Army gets three. And now Navy's going to have to figure out what the hell Army is going to do on the second Saturday in December. So I think there is a little bit more. I think in the past, Munkin's attitude or the attitude of the program has been, we're going to do what's going to work best for us every single week. And I'm not going to knock that, but I think it might have been a little bit different this year. I think they might have done things, you know, timed things very specifically. Um, And that's something I, I don't remember in the past i mean yeah they show new wrinkles for air force and navy that they've been working on but it's not as if they've had this massive uh massive shift you know in the second half of the year yeah that's fair uh one thing i'd like to point out is the under the brent davis offense the fullback dive 
almost invariably just went straight ahead, like, mm -hmm. you know, hand off straight ahead. And yesterday or Saturday, that isn't Recap. exactly what we saw. I mean, uh, one of the best runs of the day from Riley, he came off and let the blocks develop and then, you know, took the ball. It was almost like a fullback counter. And I don't even think that was the way it was drawn up. It's just that's where the hole showed up. And that specifically is from is is an approach that the new offense has been trying to bring about. So well, it's the difference of cut blocking, right? Like when you cut block, you block, and then essentially you're I mean, not on every single play, but on 95, 99% of plays, if an O lineman cut blocks, they're done. Like they yeah. They, they do their cut block. The fullback hits the D lineman or linebacker on their heels and they get what they get and they move on. And in 2018, you know, we had four fullbacks and a decent O line to be able to do that. And they got their three to four yards of play and it worked. But even yesterday, like the fullback dive was good and they got some big explosive plays. But there were plenty of times where the fullback dive went for a yard or the, the midline option went for negative yards like we saw in the fourth down, right? It wasn't it wasn't super, super consistent. It's just that they they had the perimeter plays to back it up and and, and keep the defense honest. And they had enough eight-yard fullback dives to keep drive going. Yeah. Uh, Walt Ricker says VD coaching up the B-backs on the sidelines during the game, telling them what holes to bounce, uh, to bounce and look for. So... Right, um, that's that's an interesting point. By the way, yeah, Dan, I know I know you watched it back. I don't know if you saw it when you watched it back, but uh, when we were watching it live, it was really cool to see those two consecutive rugby scrums. Where yeah, well, VD, VD, I thought he was going to look like that Northwestern strength and conditioning coach that like cracked his skull open on a football corner <laughs> helmet. He was yeah. pumped up. No. Yeah, no, I well, that was cool live too. Everybody in the stands after those two plays, we thought that. Uh, Coastal, that that was it, that their defense was cooked. But because of the way that timeouts happened, they managed to regroup and catch their breath, which is unfortunate because if that hadn't happened, if they had just kept going right then and there, the game probably would have ended right there. Yeah, absolutely. So offense, bottom line, for offense, was it was good to see. I, I think, you know, this is a sample size of one. It's going to be really interesting to see what we see again, maybe. Um, but... Just as exciting as the offense was, I know Rob is probably just as excited to talk about the defense because this was the defensive production that he's been waiting for all year. So, Rob, take us to the Yeah, I'll give you one quick point, though, before I move on. One of the things that uh, you did see was downfield blocking, right? So, when you yeah. look at the way that the offense was moving, everybody was engaging with a defender and creating an opportunity for the back to cut off of. And so when they're doing that, it gives you those options. So like if a, you know guards and tackles are hitting their linemen and linebackers are then getting to the safeties, that's when you're getting those long, consistent runs. So it was nice to see you know the execution happen. And then the other piece of it is, is before I hit the defense, is uh, just watching the trust of the coach and the players, right? Like, hey, look, we're going to run a pitch. So Bryson, it's on you, man. Either you tuck it and run or you make the pitch. And so when you start giving confidence like that and things are going well, guess what? It just builds more confidence and the team just looks better. But moving on to the defense, hey, the time of the the time of possession was huge and, and that was awesome. You know, 40, 40 minutes of time of possession is awesome for the offense. So that really takes the pressure off of your defense. And when you hear the term complimentary football, that's what you want. You know, I want long sustained drives as best as I can, particularly if you're a service academy game, you know, and I think Dano mentioned that last week and said like, Hey, this is probably going to look more like army air force or army Navy. 
in the sense that you've got, you know, two offenses that are going to try to, you know, maintain the clock. And defense was on the field for 51 plays again. You know, the magic number is 55. So anything under 55, at least in my opinion, over the last year has been good. So 51 plays was awesome. Coastal had some big plays, but uh, they weren't running effectively, which was interesting. But, of course, I think that was a self-inflicted wound because they took their their running quarterback out thinking that they were going to pull a fast one on Army and say, hey, we're going to throw this week and hope that that gave them an advantage. It helped them a little bit. But, you know, day in and day out are consistently like I think Coastal probably saved themselves a, a, a bigger beating by going with their passing quarterback than trying to run against the Army defense because I think it would have ended poorly for them, particularly coming out of the, uh, you know, the previous game against Holy Cross against a running quarterback. Uh, let's see, Coastal was ineffective running. They weren't able to hit enough uh, quick passes to get down the length of the field, and the only thing that they were really that was really working consistently was a deep pass over the top. And uh, there was one play, you know, on one of those touchdowns where it was just like, dude, just take the pass interference, you know. Uh, you know, we, we complain about penalties, but there's one time when, like, the guy has you beat, he's taller than you, just push him out of the back of the end zone, take the flag. You know what I mean? Like, from a defensive coaching perspective, that's the right answer. Rather than getting beat for a touchdown, hey, knock him out of the end zone, take the penalty, and then give them another opportunity because they might screw something up. But other than that, I think it was very, very much like the, the uh, UTSA game. Army had no sacks in this game. They only had one tackle for loss, but they did hold Coastal to 105 yards rushing. They were 4 for 10 on third down, and they were 0 for 1 on fourth down. Leo Lowen, again, uh, he gets his helmet sticker. He's he's coming out now. Like, he had his coming out party in the Air Force game, and he's just consistently been playing loud is probably the easiest way to say it. He's always been playing well all season, but, like, now it's like Leo Lowen on the tackle. Like, every time you turn around, he's there. He's like Captain America yeah. right now, and that's, that's kind of what we wanted to see. And then, you know, his uh, wingman in the secondary is Quindrell and Hemmins. That guy's been everywhere. You know, he's got four, six solo tackles or six tackles, four solo, and a pick. And so that's his second pick in a row. And so, like, you're starting to get even complimentary football within the defense, right? The defense is creating opportunities. The pass rush wasn't perfect, but it was getting pressure on the quarterback. Linebackers are hitting hard. And, you know, when those things happen, it creates opportunities for the team. And then uh, I'll hit uh, special teams as well, you know, Coach Munkin came out and said uh, Brett Jarena was a special teams player of the game. He blocked another punt. Jabril Williams, again, returned another one for a touchdown. Jarena also had an outstanding tackle on the kickoff when uh, Coastal tried to run it out of the end zone and kept the runner inside the 20. A statistic that uh, is tracking, believe it or not, Army leads FBS in blocked punts over the last uh, – since 2018 with over 80. You know, so that's pretty crazy that they get – or I'm sorry uh, – I don't think it's 80, it's 18. So they have 18 blocks in, uh, sorry, well, 80 would be nice. I apologize. <laughs> Three per game. <laughs> yeah, but, but they've been uh, they've been pretty consistent in being able to get after the punters and and get punt blocks, and, and usually it happens on the opposing teams or close to the opposing team's end zone, and so we've been getting a lot of scoop and scores off of that in the last couple of years, which is great. Uh, Cooper Allen only punted once for 42 yards, and he pinned Coastal inside the two-yard line. So all in all, again, complimentary football is the, the, the name of the game offense defense and special teams all played well enough to support the other aspect of the game and army did very well back to you jordan thanks bro all right uh so the good army won three in a row and you know for for all this team struggles this season they've beaten four would-be conference championship contenders utsa air force holy cross and coastal carolina 
Um, flex point was a joy to flex bone was a joy to watch. Defense play like army defense. Um, Dan, the weather was fantastic. It was beautiful. I mean, honestly, it was so, I, and it was supposed to be cold, but it was warm out there. It was nice. I really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Uh, on the, the bad front, but the penalties continue to be a problem. Uh, six penalties for 68 yards, five to 55 yards. Um, Critical hands to the face called an extended drive when Army had otherwise gotten off field. Ross Tucker got stupidly excited when we got that penalty, um, which annoyed the shit out of me. Also, the fact that he posted the POW chair with the hard eyes emoji, I think that probably... All right. Oh, one shiver. All right. All right. Well, that. Well, I, I hope I, everyone realizes this. I hope I, I just watched the game back. Ross Tucker is the most talented announcer to have announced the game in Mikey Stadium. Oh, it's not even—it's not even close, Jordan. Ross Tucker is getting picked no. up. There—he's—he's he's missing Army games this year to go to go commentate on NFL games because they can have been. What CBS knows he's so good. <laughs> like, he's not a homer, and he's not going to be a homer. He is—he is the most talented announcer Mikey Stadium has had. Save maybe who was the play-by-play uh, -play guy he used to go with? Ben Holden. Ben Holm, he was a very good play-by-play. -play. It's it's hard to it's hard to uh, compare play-by-play -play guys and analysts. But as far as analysts go, Ross Tucker is the best talent that Army has had in a long time. I will disagree with you there. So I, I'm not disagreeing that he's not talented. I think he is talented. I think he is a good announcer. But it's just from my perspective, he likes no. From my he likes playing or he likes announcing at Army because it's good for his personal brand. And it's like that whole big, but then great use us. Like I, if we get a talent like that to come to army, I, I'm not going to bitch. I'm just saying it's, you know, Ben Holden, it seemed like had legitimate respect for the institution. And it seems like Ross is only oh, in being like, oh, yeah, go army. like this is going to make me look good. And let me talk about how much food I ate. I, sure, I, gotta I, say, I, I don't agree with that. If, if there was anybody who was happy to see the flex bone back, Ross was, so happy to see the flex bone back. I mean, as as, a, as professionally, did he want to see a close game because it's an exciting game for him to call? Probably, yeah. But I, I, the dude was ecstatic to to see Jacoby Buchanan run the full run of the football. I mean, yo. Anyway, I agree with whoever just said bring Ben Holden back. I don't think yeah. he's coming back, unfortunately. I don't. Well, he he doesn't football, football anymore. No, it's hockey. So anyway, I don't know what it is. I just. Mm. Ross drives me crazy, but whatever. Um, <laughs> it's like, I know, like, y'all say, oh, I, you know, when, when we're on ESPN Plus or ESPN Minus or Dan, you know, I, 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 I turn off the audio and I listen to, you know, the, the Army radio. And, like, that's how I feel when I listen to him. It's like, I, I, I can't, I have to turn off the audio when I'm watching the Army game. If, if well, nothing wrong with that, that. So. put the rich on if he's driving you crazy. Like that's yeah. that's a oh, fair solution. Yeah, hey, yeah. yeah. Rich, Rich Demarco, he does do. I do that all the time when they're yeah. away games, like all the time. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. but you know, you think at a home game, I wouldn't have to do that. But here we are. So anyway, moving on before we this totally derails. Uh, no, I I don't want Rob's on this podcast. But thank you for the suggestion. That's well, I'll happily interview him. Oh my God! Yeah, I couple the viewership, and Jordan says no. Yeah, now I'm, James, you can take that one. I'm gonna be on a plane somewhere for work conveniently that week. Uh, anyway, uh, we were minus one on turnovers again. Okay, stop second D. That idea, folks, in the first week of 
<laughs> if you're just listening to this and you don't have the video feed, the entire Percy Club is dunking on Jordan right now. <laughs> Dan, I realize that we have dunked on you every single show for the last however many shows. So enjoy this one. It doesn't suck. That's a good point. Jordan, I'm sorry that this happened. Let's get back on to dunking on Dan. Let's, yeah, let's, thank you. Thank you. It's not fun. It's weird. It's like, what is this? This is what happens when we record on a Monday. Jordan gets made fun of on Tuesdays. We make fun of Dan. <laughs> <laughs> bring back Ben Holden and bring back making fun of Dan. All right. Uh, again, we were minus one on turnovers. Uh, the pass at the end of the half was a bad pass, but it's at least understandable what we were trying to do. Uh, fumble late in the game could have cost us the win. Uh, I'm not going to comment on the reaction from the play-by-play -play with that one. Uh, we got beat over the twice top for touchdowns. On the first one, no idea what happened there. We went cover zero, and we got burned. Second one, the defender was right there, but it, there was just that height in this match, and I, I think the defender jumped a little late, but... Um, anyway, Coach Monkey doesn't seem satisfied with his offensive production. Um, I think we're going to see changes in the uh, around the offense, uh, in the offseason. So, what, what that exactly looks like, I don't know. Um, but we're going to see changes. So, uh, gents, let's go to takes on the game. James, we'll start with you, and then we'll go to Robin Dan. All right. Uh, so one more, uh, one more note. Um, you know, Navy's got a, a new head coach this year. Um, look, he's a defensive-minded guy. He was just their defensive coordinator. And he's now got this huge question to uh, to solve, right? What is Army going to do? How do I spend these two weeks um, prepping the defense for whatever Army's going to come out at? Um, so his all of his resources are going to be focused on on the defense. That's fine. The problem is Navy has, like, if you don't include the last three games for Army, Navy's offense is as bad as Army's. Like, it is it is not good this year. So if, yeah. if Navy really wants to prep well, they're going to have to score more than 10 points. That's going to be a tall task for this year's offense at Navy. Um, so, so employing this when he employed it, not only does it give them a problem, it, it compounds a problem for them. But uh, we can save uh, some more of that talk for uh, for the next the pre-Navy podcast. Um, one note, Jordan, you mentioned the coaching interviews. Uh, so they interviewed uh, Coastal's coach in the first after the first quarter, and then they usually interview Munkin uh, after the third quarter. Um, generally speaking, I am not a fan of those because there's no reason that uh, no reason a coach getting paid millions of dollars should have to answer a, a question from a reporter who, you know, like just wasting their time. The, however, it was really, really funny to watch that interview after the first quarter with Coastal's coach because he had, it was like he had no idea what to do. Um, it, it was quite entertaining uh, uh, just from a, you know, not as a football uh, fan, but more of just a, you know, a fan of entertainment. Um, and then last thing, someone asked, uh, I don't know who it was, maybe uh, Dan or Rob, you go back and look. Someone asked about the difference between the defense in this game and previous games. Um, I, I won't count out that the defense has had bad games. I think UMass was one of those games. I mean, I would I, I would flush LSU. I'm not even going to look at that. Um, 
But uh, UMass is probably a game where they had a bad game. Um, Syracuse, I mean, that quarterback's really talented. You can't really say they were horrible. BC, they gave up, you know, about as many points as you'd expect now that we know how good BC is this year. I mean, they're a bowl team. Um, but if you look at the um, if, if you look at the the defense this year, and this is not just the case this year, this is the case last year too, which is that Army's defense does better when they're not on the field for 36 minutes a game. The the Army offense sustained drives, which meant that Army's defense number one was less tired, and number two, the opposing offense is coming off the bench cold more often. Uh, when you have a game with as few drives as Army has in their game, the more times you can do that, the better, and your defense will look better. Um, It's not like it's, (laughs) yes, they looked better this game, but I don't know that they played any better than in the BC game, right? It's just that they didn't have to play as much in this game as they did in the BC game, so they gave up more yards and more points. Um, You know, I don't know that that's the case, but it's certainly plausible and so it's one of those, like Rob was saying, complimentary football. When the offense plays well, you're not asking as much as the, from the defense, and they're going to execute better. Jerry, if we're to start putting you on a play clock going forward. All right. And uh, and I get plus 10 seconds for every time you say something bad about Ross. <laughs> you know... It's funny because, like, you know, running the social media and stuff, like, you get to interact with some different people and you learn some personalities. And, like, like a parent, I'm going to publicly say that, yes, like, I love all of my children and all of our followers equally. But, like, that's not true. Some of y'all are weird as shit. And, like, I would not want to meet you. Like, I'm not being honest. Like, and so every time I, like, put something out there that's somewhat controversial, it's always interesting to see, like, who agrees with me and who disagrees with me. And sometimes like someone will disagree with me and it like, based on who you are, it's like, I just want to argue even harder. And then other times that same person will agree with me. And it's like, Oh gee, maybe I need to like do some soul searching and like think about this. That's a total tangent. Rob over to you for your thoughts on the game. Yeah. So for sure. Uh, Big thing, and I'll, I'll pile on to James's comment really quick about uh, Navy's offense and Navy's defense preparing. They look like hot garbage, man. I watched that ECU game, and it was it was really pathetic. Like, it was bad. Six turnovers. It wasn't even wet outside. It literally was just a bad and poorly executed football game. So, you know, from my perspective, going forward, moving into the Navy game, you know, if you use the best performances that Army has had this season, it's not a lot of turnovers not a lot of penalties and everybody continues just to work together and make things happen, you know? And so I think this is good because it shows the potential of the team when everything is clicking and, you know, back to your previous point about the coaching situation, I think uh, a lot of teams do that, you know, quarterback coach is making calls on the sidelines and he's talking to the guys in the booth and he's making adjustments for the offense based off of what they're seeing up there. So, I mean, is it, uh, is it a sign of things to come? Who knows? But at the end of the day, you know, the ability to balance both of those offenses and employ them correctly, that's just like it's two formations. But how do you prepare for both of those, particularly because they're diametrically opposed in, you know, the deliverables? And then again, I think the ball distribution really is the biggest problem with both of them. Like if I get the ball into the hands of my playmakers, regardless of which offensive formation I'm using, now I have to defend multiple people rather than just like a QB ISO. 
which is a lot easier to defend than uh, everything else. Because even even when uh, the reason why they started going to the edge, you know, part of the reason why they were able to go to the edge was because like the box was stacked. You had eleven people within eight yards of the ball, and so you pitch. And by the time the safety gets over there, you picked up four yards. So I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity road going forward for Army. And uh, without further ado, I will pass it over to Dan. So before before we go to Dan, we're getting a lot I, we're getting a lot of comments right now. I'm not saying nothing about the first city club. I'm talking about the randoms on Twitter who follow 438 people and have two followers, and both of them are Russian bots. Like that's who I'm talking about. Like we love our first city club; they're fantastic. I'm talking about the random creepy old grads. So I'm not actually sure if they actually went to West Point or not. Like. Those people scare me. Well, they are. Well, wait. We're, we're, we're on we're the defensive. To all the weirdness for $7 a month. Like, I, that's true. When you want. That's true. If you want to pay $7 a month, you can make me uncomfortable. There is a holiday fine. So, yeah, man, I uh, I really enjoyed this game. Like I said, got to hang out with Jim Zappellis and cons beforehand. Met the guy from College Football Tours. Got a t-shirt. That dude is awesome. I talked to him for like 20 minutes. Um, the game was fun, even without my wife, who was busy with the snowball, uh, just sitting up there with the other season ticket holders. And then, you know, I'm like walking from tailgate to tailgate. And Jimmy Charlo's dad, like, literally jumps out from a car and grabs me. And he's like, we're going to win today. And I was like, yeah, okay, that would be awesome. And he's like, no, we're going to win. I guarantee it. And I was like, dude, guarantee, really? But you know what? He was right. And it was very cool. So uh, shout out. That was That was awesome. And we talked about this, but, you know, yeah, I'm really curious to see how this offensive philosophy plays out after Army-Navy. I mean, whatever whatever they got is what they're going to go with now. But, um, And and I, I fully expect that they're going to need the shotgun option against the squids with the better passing attack because Navy's got a terrific running defense, but their secondary is not good at all. So, you know, even Brent Davis tried the shotgun passing attack last, last year. Um, I could totally see a... a world in which Cody Worley gets promoted to offensive coordinator and Drew Thatcher becomes like the quarterback's coach slash passing coordinator. Like I, I hesitate to say that publicly because it's just going to start this froth. And I agree with you, Jordan, man, dudes are, dudes are out for Thatcher. It's there are a lot of old grads who did not like the switch and, uh, and they're praying on his downfall, which is unfortunate. Um, I will say though, you know, they got, a really good passing quarterback coming in with this com- incoming class, you know, literally record-setting state champion from Florida. They've got multiple pass-catching tight ends. You know, my buddy's son, I've seen him play a couple of times in person now. It's like watching the high school version of Travis Kelsey. Like, the dude is is good, and they're going to want to take advantage of those guys. So I, this is not over. Like, this passing thing is not done. The shotgun thing is not done. Um, they had one good under center game against a team that had no idea it was coming. So what happens against Navy? I don't know what happens over the offseason. I don't know, but it's very interesting. And uh, it, man, it did wonders for us for football because everybody wants to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Brendan had a comment. Uh did you going for a fourth down? You're exactly right. You know, I thought, hey, getting up underneath the underneath the center, we're going to see that success. We're not seeing the same success uh, on on fourth and one, forcing short as, as we have seen. So, um, I don't know if our reputation and Jeff's reputation as the baldiest football coach in America has like gotten around, and now people know what we're going to do on fourth down. But um, 
I do think we maybe need to do some different things on on fourth and one to, to early to me to do more fun. How many times did a pitch go for negative yards yesterday? James, I I, I, don't, I was not careful pitchers like no, 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 I'm sorry. I, no. I don't think there was one. Like I get the idea of like, okay, you need short yardage, send it up the middle and get your yard. Well, why not send it to the outside? Like if you're getting the yards on the outside. That, I mean, after we saw it at San Diego State, like, you know, go for two and hey, let's pitch it, go Walker. So, yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it's down in distance and analytics. And when you look at the analytics, the analytics kind of points you to, you know, hey, you're going to do the bush push, you know? And so everybody kind of does that. I mean, when you watch pro games, that's fourth and short yardage, short yardage play as everybody huddles around the quarterback. We snap the ball and just push him forward, you know? And that's okay. Jason Kelsey in, uh, at, at center. Yes, you know it helps. It helps a lot to have monsters on your on your offensive line. But uh, I legitimately think you know they've got some work to do. I think there's some good uh, there's some good that came out of bringing Coach Thatcher there. And for the old grads that are you know whining and complaining, it's like, look, we're in the exact same position we were a year ago. It just doesn't feel that way. You know, we're going into the Navy game five and six. Yeah, that's nuts. This game was two and six, and or this team was two and six. And from where we are now, you know, I mean, at, at that point, everybody said, well, if we can beat Air Force and, you know, win out, I'll be super happy with this season. Well, guess what? They beat Air Force. You know, they have every chance to win out. Everybody's complaining up a storm like, oh, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Like, no, the team is improving. This is what improvement looks like. Be happy with where you are. Set yourself up for the future. That's this reality. Yeah. Well, it, uh, imagine. Again, I was going to say, like. The, the, imagine the flex bone, regardless of the differences and all that kind of stuff, looking like the way that it did Saturday in a post-cut block restriction world. Have you seen it yet? Because that's the best flex bone performance I've seen from any team. Like, that is the best, most consistent performance I have seen from any flex bone formation since the institution of the cut block rules. No. I mean, when we're, they had no idea it was coming. Yeah, we're sure. fine, but yeah, but you're like you're you're in, and if you look at the way that Air Force just fell off the map, you know what I mean. It's not like anybody changed their G two or anything like that. Like they got punched in the face, and then they're trying to adjust. You know, Navy, Navy's just Navy this year. They're Navying hard this year, and it's I'm cool with that. But the problem with it is legitimately is now you've posed a conundrum because now I got to go into SMU and play a great football team and try and win knowing full well that I got to prepare for Army that now has two offenses that are uniquely designed to punch me in the face. You know, I don't want to be on the coaching staff at Navy. I wouldn't want to be on the coaching staff at Navy, period. But if I were on the coaching staff at Navy, then I have a, I have a hard two weeks to think about because SMU is a completely different conundrum. And the only thing that could salvage Navy season is winning, you know, against Army and being bowl eligible. So, they have a lot of work against them because, like, I don't even think they have a chance in the SMU game, given the way the SMU plays, unless they sit all their starters. Well, and it's it's worse than that. I'm not sure. There's still some question as to whether they'd be going to a bowl if they walk in. I, I won't get into the whole argument. You, I, I, y'all, I was trying to follow this chat. We had like nine different like yeah. threads on Twitter going threads on Twitter. Right? Anyway, now if you want to check it out, go check it out. But I guess my point is. There's a legit there there is a legitimate chance that Navy's only chance to go to a bowl this year is by beating SMU. So they can't just throw that away. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
the uh, the Navy or Scott is Strat Stratusfire. Yeah, there's Kid. Yeah, yeah. She has the Capitol Gazette. No, he's their sports information director. He's their version of of uh, uh, Eric Spinsky. Okay, and he had he had a lot of thoughts. So it's you know that was a very technical legal conversation in a lot of ways going through you know well some section eighteen dash sixteen dash some whatever like. So if you're interested, that that's on Twitter. Go to Ashley Football uh, on Twitter or X, excuse me, um, and follow that. We're not going to get into that. Maybe we'll do a special show for on Roundtable the, the bull conversation and as those those invites go out. But uh, we're not doing that today. So hey, let's let's move on to fact or fiction review. Um, Ralph said Army has a passing touchdown this week. That was fiction. We didn't complete a single pass. Uh, and then Dan said, uh, this is Kanye Udo's week. He's played well. I think he runs for 100 plus yards. Fiction, he didn't even play. So you win some, you lose some. We we lost both of our last week. Uh, and Dan, over to you for this next work If you like Azure football and you want to support our coverage of Army sports and the American Conference, uh, we could use your help through Patreon. We've been talking about it a little bit here so far in the show. Uh, Go to patreon.com slash football to learn more. There's also links on our website. At the yearling level, you get our weekly games and locks of the week. At the Cal level, you get that plus our scouting report where we talk about how Army's opponents are doing this season. And then at the first club level, you get that stuff. Plus, you get uh, access to our exclusive Firsty club, which is our private Facebook group. The guys who are chiming in here as we're talking about this are members of the Firsty club. It is the best place to talk Army football and just general college football because we're all super fans and we try really, really hard, like as a group, to keep it positive. And it's a private group, so whatever happens there stays there. Plus, um, you know, Patreons get act- early access to all the shows, so I'll probably put this out. I don't know, tomorrow or as soon as I can to them. Uh, the rest of you guys are going to have to wait till Thanksgiving. Um, reality is we spent a lot of money over the past year trying to improve this show. StreamYard allows us to do this to our, our patrons. Uh, we're also using Podcastle AI to try to improve our sound quality, which, believe me, has been a lot of improvement lately. Um, we've instituted regular recording times. All that stuff takes time and money, and that's why we're asking for your support. And we lost a sponsor. That's fine. I'm grateful for the support of that sponsor, but we made kind of a strategic decision to try to make that up by growing our audience through Patreon. So um, if you like Azure football, check it out. You know, that's that's all we can ask. Well, Dan, if if you're telling me that we got bills to pay, then I guess I would maybe be willing to be on a show with Ross Tucker. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> In the spirit of Thanksgiving, okay. if Ross Tucker became a first team member, I would. <laughs> 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 we get a grin and bear it. Jordan Lord right now. <laughs> I'm sure that, like, as a person, like, I would like him as a person. I just don't like him as the announcer for the Army the army football team. Like, I've listened to him call other games. I think he does a great job. I just don't like it when he calls Army. I don't know what it is. I just... Anyway. Um, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> For, for those of you that, you know, think that uh, over here at Ask for Football, we have it all figured out, um, we do. Uh, but every now and then we, <laughs> every now and then we don't. Um, and today may or may not be one of those times that we don't. Uh, we don't know what the uniforms are going to look like. Uh, they don't tell us that. So um, that being said, as of the recording at uh, 6.18 p.m. Eastern on Monday, 
and it is still not been released. No, like with our luck, as soon as we end this broadcast, uh, they're going to get pushed, but it hasn't done it yet. So uh, we did get a teaser trailer. Um, I think the general consensus of all of us who are sane uh, is that it's going to be the dog faced soldiers and the thunder runs. Um, I've seen some weird ass takes. Um, my favorite that I don't think is weird, but my favorite was Revolutionary War theme, since we will be in New England. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think that's kind of cool. Uh, I think it's going to be third ID. So that, yeah. the, the consensus, like I said, we, we've seen some interesting theories. Uh, we appreciate all of your thoughts. Uh, Everybody's going to be the Ray Kimball Memorial uniforms because Ray was part of the Thunder Run and the Third ID. Nice. Yeah. Oh, Ray, 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 Ray sitting, in front of his, sitting in front of his computer, just hitting refresh on the, the Fanatics page, already logged in, credit card information loaded. He's he's ready to go. So, uh, Rob, I, I think you have a, a hot take on what they may or may not be. Is that correct? Yes. Well, uh, I do. I can go into it, but the the bottom line is, if anyone is trying to offload their 82nd Airborne jersey, please let me know. I will trade them a brand spanking, gently used, first cab jersey for 82nd jersey because I was not available to purchase those when they were out. So, if you guys are willing to part with that, I will be. Uh, you know what? And if you're willing to part with it, I will give you an autographed uh, 25th ID helmet with coach monk and signature on it as well that says beat navy so i will sweeten the deal yeah rob it just i'm pretty sure coach monk and burned all the the first cab stops so that's why it's rare it's a rare id well okay. weird thing weird thing um this is live i just found this so thank you to ray campbell for giving me the idea so you know how every year they have the website and it's something dot football so Last year was old ironsides.football. The year before that was unitedwestands.football. If you type in rotm.football, I just did this. ROTM, Rock of the Morn, rotm.football, it gives you a way to like log in, which I don't know their password and I'm sure we won't get, guess it. But if oh, Rock of the Morn, Daddy, here. Oh, if you if you click back up in the in the search bar, it has the broken TV third ID uh patch. So so I think we're breaking it right now. It's going to be third ID. I think not that there was third ID. Third ID right here. After birth. Yeah, I have more it's, amazing. it's amazing that they're going to do third ID. This is not a complaint. It's just, an, I'm just amazed. They're going to do third ID without doing Audie Murphy and the song. So um, I am happy for Ray, but I, I really, because I love Ray, but um, we got to have the song, man. Everybody's looking at it like I'm crazy. No, that'd be good. That'd be good walking in music, right? Jordan, you want to wrap this thing up, man? Yes, sir. Uh, it is Thanksgiving, folks. What are we thankful? Dan's the only one that apparently has something he's thankful for. So, Dan, what are you thankful for? Yo, man, I'm thankful that this coaching staff has not been hard-headed this season. Like, they really have tried to tailor their offensive approach to the players that they have, which is good because they are absolutely don't have the players that they wanted to run this offense. Um, you know, like I said, they're getting a – bunch of quarterbacks and and a bunch of pass catching tight ends and it's going to be different next year i'm also thankful for the leadership on the team like like we said this team was two and six and somehow now they got a chance to finish 500 with the cic trophy like that's nuts that's real leadership right there and finally i'm really thankful for the other members of the Astro football staff 
like we've grown the sites following quite a bit this season, which I'm personally very proud of considering that the team was two and six and people had like the pitchforks and stuff. Um, I, people have repeatedly said to me on and offline that they really enjoy our positive approach, which is going to continue. Um, we haven't always been great about that in the past, but this year I felt like we did a really good job with it. And uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really excited that, that just about the future and just how things are going. So I am extremely grateful. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's been an interesting year, but, um, you know, I, I do agree that we've, we've grown our brand and things are moving in a, in a positive direction. Um, that being said, if you like Army football and hate social media, um, go to astrofootball.com slash subscribe, get on our mailing list, one email per week, uh, links to that week's content. That's it. It's too easy. Keep up with Army sports and Astrofootball. So, okay, I'm thankful for Ross Tucker as a comment from the three. Really? Come on. We, we're done. <laughs> We were talking about unicorns. We were talking about like other things. Like, but you don't need to bring that up. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a meme coming up with, and and Jordan like Thelma Louise style, maybe driving off with a little bit. It's so funny because I I know I know that you're you're trying to keep the show moving, but I can also see the steam coming out of your head. And like the worst part is like. It comes across as Facebook user. So I don't even know who's making these comments. Like, it might be one person. It might be three people. I don't know. But, like, how am I supposed to, like, retaliate? Facebook user. Cool. Oh, man. How can we end except on that? Let's get out of here, Jordan. Let's get out of here. Vamos. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the show. Remember, asforfootball.com. Check it out. Slash ROTM.com. Or slash .football. Uh, looks like Ray Kimball is going to sing us the song uh, through chat in this in, in this uh, this broadcast right now. So hey, go Army, be Thanksgiving, have a good one, everybody. Beat them. Thanks for listening to the Ask for Football Army Football Show. Tune in next week as Ask for Football brings you more Army football analysis. We'd like to thank our sponsor, FireBarn.com. FireBarn is the world's first online platform for auctions and sales of farm animals. FireBarn is dedicated to helping small farmers in America and its special discounts to military veterans who want to continue the growth of the small farming industry. Go to buyerbarn.com forward slash military. That's buyerbarn, B-Y-R-E-B-A-R-N.com to learn more. Or to get started, email them at info at buyerbarn.com. Thanks again for listening to the Army Football Show. And as always, beat Navy.